What is up, everyone? I am your WWE pay-per-view champ and the Italian God Ant, and I'm joined by my co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Macho Man Dan. Dig it. Dig it in, y'all. And you are checking out the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast, WWE Monday Night Raw, May 2nd, 2022. Official recap. We were live in Greensboro, North Carolina for Raw, and we kick off Raw with the Bloodline along with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman says, he has a mic, if Bloodline recalls correctly, this is the time where we do this. He welcomes us to Monday Night Raw. Paul says, you should put down your children and stand at your feet to revel in the greatness of our tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And then Roman tells South Carolina to acknowledge him. Um, basically, he's talking, and that's when RK Bro take out the Usos with RK out of nowhere. Drew McIntyre walks out, and McIntyre and RK Bro attack the bloodline, and um, McIntyre and RK Bro are left standing in the ring. We know at WrestleMania backlash, the six men will face off in a six-man tag. But damn, my question for you is, who looks more on top? between the two teams, RK Bro or Drew McIntyre or the Bloodline? I'm going to say the Bloodline. I mean, I mean, they have a man who literally hasn't been beaten in like two, three fucking years. They have the Usos who pretty much like their cousin have yeah. not been beaten in a while. So it's like, I don't know. It doesn't does it look like that way? Because it looks that way to me. Yeah, I agree. I feel like although RK Bro, Andrew McIntyre, like independently, you know, separately, like they're great. I think together they're not going to really win. I think they'll have a good, you know, chance possibly, but I don't think they're going to win. I think the whole line are actually going to uh, keep that streak alive and well. But again, this is just a little promo to get us peaked up for WrestleMania backlash. So not a lot there, but we then go to the Street Profits who are backstage with Ezekiel and Kevin Owens and Alpha Academy come up and Kevin Owens says that, you know, this is not Ezekiel, that's Elias. Chad Gable tells Ezekiel that lie detectors could be tricked and he thinks that Ezekiel did that during their lie detector test a couple of weeks ago. And then Kevin Owens throws a drink in Ezekiel's face and uh, profits have to hold back Ezekiel, which then leads us to our six-man tag, the Alpha Academy and Kevin Owens taking on the Street Profits and Ezekiel. And this is a little weird here, seeing the Street Profits teaming with Ezekiel, because last week they kind of like cheated to win, but who knows what WWE's doing. But the match starts with a double drop kick turned into a triple to Otis. Um, Otis nails a splash to Montez Ford. Kevin Owens nails a jumping moonsault to Ford and he gets a two count. And then Ford nails an Enziguri. Ezekiel hits Chad Gable with a spine buster and delayed swinging suplex, but Otis breaks it up. Ezekiel punches away at Kevin Owens, but Owens trips Ezekiel, allowing Chad Gable to roll up Ezekiel to get the win. And Alpha Academy and Kevin Owens are your winners. So um, do you think when Kevin Owens and Ezekiel do fight one-on-one, who do you think will win that match? I mean, knowing WWE, it's probably going to be Ezekiel, but 
I mean, I hate this thing, if I'm being honest. I hate the Ezekiel crap. I mean, is it really necessary? Yeah. You know what I mean? I honestly, like, I think it's a cool gimmick because it's different. Like, you see, he looks it's, like completely different, but it is corny, too, at the same time, because it's like... You're I mean, it's not even... I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's no, not go even like this. It's something like the storyline's never been done before. Yeah. It's been done a few times. It's been done for, like, example, Mr. America. I've said this a few times, and I and I will always stand by this. I think that was stupid, and I think this is stupid now. No matter how many times you try and make it relevant, it's not. It just yeah. isn't. Yeah, it, it's it's very strange, but this is what Raw is doing. We then go backstage and we find out that if AJ Styles beats Damian Priest tonight, then Damian Priest will be banned from ringside at WrestleMania Backlash for AJ's match against Edge. We then see Sonya Deville talking to Adam Pearce, and Adam Pearce tells her that upper management wants Sonya to compete with, with only just regular, you know, without any power, just basically just being a wrestler. And he makes a six-woman tag match to me an event. Asuka, Liv Morgan, and the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair against Becky Lynch, Sonya Deville, and Rhea Ripley, and that's our main event. We then have another squash match where Veer Mahan destroys Burt Hansen, and Veer nails the cervical clutch to get the win. After the match, Veer attacks Burt and applies the cervical clutch between the ropes. Um, not a lot to go here with this. She's very constantly um, destroying people. What do you think of Veer? Do you like him? Not really. No. Yeah, it's 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 not really anything good. It's just him destroying people. He, but isn't Veer the guy like the head for like vignettes for like months and months? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. He's here and he's just destroying everybody. If I'm gonna be honest. <clears throat> I know this is going to sound, like, weird, but I feel like he's kind of, like, what's sort of, I guess he's kind of, like, a duplicate, or not, like, an exact duplicate, but a duplicate of, like, Umaga or something. I don't know. That's just what kind of, he kind of reminds me of. Yeah, like, am I, yeah. Am I weird to think that at all? No, I can see, because Umaga, when he came out, he just destroyed everybody. But I think there's a little bit more depth to Umaga with this guy. He's just, like, I don't know. He's just there destroying people, but... Yeah. It is a good comparison. He is destroying people, and I wonder who will be the first one to take on Veer. Next, we have um, Damian Priest with Edge taking on AJ Styles, where we get a pre-taped uh, interview from Edge before, and Edge says, I know most of you don't like me anymore. Maybe you despise me, but that's because you despise yourselves. It is a miracle that you can put on your shoes, wobble, and count high enough to find your seats in this ring, AJ, or it's not a pre interview. This is actually a real, like, live interview. Sorry, um, AJ. Just know you are rush. You're rushing heart long and head. Wait, headlong into pain and judgment at WrestleMania backlash. So AJ, you played your games. Now you find out punishment you will receive. And then AJ comes out. Matches a lot of back and forth action. Damian Priest nails a big boot. AJ nails a Paley kick. And then Priest Kessage AJ in the South of Heaven that gets a two count. And then AJ rolls up Damian Priest and gets a three to win. So Damian Priest will be banned from ringside. But after the match, Edge and Priest attack until Finn Balor runs out and makes the save for AJ. 
and after Balor and AJ do the Bullet Club taunt. So pretty much we're seeing Finn Balor help AJ. Do you think this is going to be a, a, new, ta- a new tag team or do you think this is just a one moment type thing? Dan, you there, Macho Man? So what do you think? Do you think that Finn Balor and AJ Styles are going to be a team going forward? Or do you think that this is just a one-off situation with Balor helping Styles? I mean, look, I don't know if you remember this, but we have had an AJ Styles versus Finn Balor match before. And after that, they did the, uh, the, the, the two sweet. I think it's just a one-time thing because we've seen this before. I mean, would I love to see them team up? Yeah, I would. I would absolutely love to see that, but I I just don't see that being an actual thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't see them bring, like, the Bullet Club to WWE. I mean, they had the opportunity to do it with AJ Styles, Luke Gallus, and Carl Anderson, but I don't know, just didn't really do anything. Yeah, I feel like, again, this might have been a way to, to sort of help him. If I feel like if Edge's stable builds, I think there will be more people that will want to team up to take him down. But I do agree. I think right now it was just sort of like a one-off situation. Moving on, we have Ms. TV, Mustafa Ali. Ms. says, I'm happy to see you. Uh, Mustafa Ali's mic doesn't work. And Ms. says, it's your act because everyone forgot about you when you went away. Um, don't go to Twitter and complain. And Ali says, the only thing to complain about is that you still work here. Um, Ali says, when I feel unheard, I go to the WWE Universe because they're the only ones that matter. That's when the United States champion Theory walks out. And Theory says, I have something to say that everyone cares about. I suggested to Vince McMahon that Mrs. Lost will be rid from the record books because it wasn't right. Ali says, um, I want to fight to challenge for that United States title. And then um, Theory says that, okay, fine. Um, You got a championship contenders match tonight. Um, You can't beat me. I don't know if you can handle all the heat. And that's when Ali accepts, let's do this. And then Theory says, well, your contenders match will be a handicap match. Myself and the Miz against you. So it's a handicap match. And Theory pulls down the rope, so Ali goes flying outside. Ali nails a neckbreaker on The Miz and gets a two count, but The Miz is able to nail skull-crushing finale and gets a three count, so The Miz and Theory win here. It looks as if eventually The Miz is going to turn on Theory and challenge for the title, but do you think Mustafa Ali should challenge for the United States title? Um, I don't think right away. I mean, what I... I would like to see him do it, but right away as he literally just came back, what, a few weeks ago? Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't see that being the right move to do it, like, right as he comes back. That's not the smart idea. The smart idea is to build him up a little bit, get him some actual credibility, then have him challenge the title. I agree. I think that I do agree. He needs to maybe, like, sort of, like, you know, fight his way up a little bit, you know, and then go after it. But I do think we will see the Miz and Theory down the line too, which I'm excited about. Something I'm not I mean, I don't know. Miz has had so many tag partners. I mean, he's turned on pretty much all of them. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to turn on this guy. 
It's going to be fun. I don't know why people keep trust him. I mean, he's obvious, you know. I think because they look at it like he's able to sort of like, you know. Manipulate people? Yeah, and sort of like he's able to sort of like bring them, like let them have a moment on TV or something. I don't know. I wouldn't trust him as if I was out there. I wouldn't either. Well, something I don't trust is a stupid 24-7 title match. The champion Nikki Ash taking on Dana Brooke. Obviously, Dana Brooke wins. And then, or someone, I to be honest with you, I fast forward through this. This is a sort of a, a bathroom break moment. And Dana Brooke basically says she wants a divorce from Reggie. So that was the only thing that really mattered from that. And again, that really didn't matter. So I'm not even going to really talk about it. We then have Seth freaking Rollins. He comes out and he goes, last week we celebrated Randy Orton. I thought we should celebrate a fashion icon, a global sex symbol, a visionary Seth freaking Rollins. Tonight is about me. Tonight is Seth freaking Rollins appreciation night. Uh, Seth says, Cody Roach tried to steal my spotlight at WrestleMania Backlash. I'm going to show that I am the, that I am the spotlight. Some of you have forgotten just how good I am. I am the standard barrier in this industry. And Seth says, I had my people make the greatest highlight reel ever of myself. But before you can hear that, Cody Rhodes comes out. Um, Seth says, why are you sticking your nose where it doesn't belong? Cody says, congrats, Seth. My victory at WrestleMania is like an albatross. You're sitting in this Johnny Polo garb. He was wearing like an old school sort of like um, purple it was like a weird i can't describe it it was had some kind of like where are those tree claws palm trees on them it was like very weird it didn't really fit him but that's just seth rollins being strange he basically says that um i've been a gentleman but i feel like you're gonna cross the line that you don't want to cross um i can tell that you are a great wrestler but i can also tell that you are delusional and Seth says, that's Rich coming from you. Your father wrestled a thousand times, but just like you, he was an egomaniac who thought he transcended the business. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Dusty was delusional, and so are you. Seth then says, Dusty wanted to be WWE champion, but he wasn't good enough. And as long as I'm here, Cody, you won't be either. Um, and that's when Cody and Seth fight. And then Cody lands a Cody cutter and he tosses Seth Rollins' jacket into the crowd. So now Seth has brought Cody's father into this. My question is, whose side are you on in this, Cody or um, Seth? See, now that's tough. I love both of them. Like, I love that Cody Rhodes is back. I've loved him in WWE. I've loved him for so many years. But I really like Seth's gimmick right now. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. He's just, He's doing some of the best work he has in years, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I so, agree. I don't know. I really don't care who comes out of this on top, but I'm going to be honest. I feel like they shouldn't have thrown both of them in at the same time. Because <clears throat> mm. if you ask me, Cody needs the win, and so does Seth. <clears throat> yeah, because they both have something to prove, man. Yeah, so, and plus, if you think about it, pretty much the past few months, every time Seth's been in the feud, think about it, Edge, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, every time he's done something, he's pretty much lost it. I mean, he, he, he hasn't really won anything or at least proved anything in so long. Yeah. Cody, who just came back to WWE, 
doesn't can't really afford a loss as he's literally just coming back to the company. <clears throat> you know what I, I mean? I think I think we're gonna see here this sort of idea. Because, like, for me, and we'll talk more about it when we cover the our prediction episode, but I think it's becoming the idea of Seth Rollins has been on top since 2014. And so they're looking at it as, like, if you want to get to that title, you have to beat the man. And I think um, people like Seth Rollins, I think he deserves the win. But I do think that he is a type of wrestler that if he does lose, you're not going to think less of him, I think. Because he has, he's like a Shawn Michaels in the sense of the matches that he's had. You know, you said all of those people and every match with those guys, you know, whether he won or lost, they had a great match. And he's the common denominator there. So. Um, okay. Okay. You're right when you say that. But at the same but time. But I do think, I do think. <laughs> For him to um, credible in the sense of being like the main WWE champion, he needs to win more. But if he's just being like a mid card, you know, sort of like you have to vanquish me to keep moving, then I can keep. Then he can keep losing. But if he wants to be that champion, he needs to win. But I do like the storyline. I do like this. This, you know. Well, I'm not saying that. I, I I'm saying that they can put on a great match. They are great wrestlers. They can definitely put on a show stealer, but I don't know. Like I said, I just don't think either one of them can really afford a loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, someone's going to lose that backlash unless yep. they have it be a draw. And then, well, we'll talk. Um, all right. Then our next match, this match, I'm not really going to talk highly of like much about Cedric Alexander is taking on Bobby Lashley during it. Uh, MVP and Omos come out and trash Lashley. Lashley sends Cedric into the post hard outside, nails a spear and applies a hurt lock, and that's it. You know that Lashley will take on Omos at WrestleMania Backlash. Nothing really to talk about here, just Lashley destroying um, people. Yep. We, we now are at our main event, uh, a six-woman tag match. Uh, the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Liv Morgan taking on Sonya Deville, Becky Lynch, and Rhea Ripley. Before the match, we see Nikki A.S.H. backstage. Dewdrop walks up to her and says, are you done playing around? Nikki says yes, and they both smile at each other. That will be a cool tag team because they're both, um, I think they're both Scottish, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Cooper? Cross and you drop. I, I guess, yeah, huh. that would be an option. But let's go to the match. Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch fight to start. Liv nails a knee in the corner, Liv nails a missile drop kick, and then Liv dives onto Rhea Ripley outside. Becky Lynch nails a flying leg drop and gets a two count. Belair nails a shoulder tackle to Rhea Ripley. Uh, a double superplex by Rhea Ripley and Sonya Deville to Bianca Belair. Asuka nails a running kick to Sonya. Sonya then kicks Liv Morgan with a knee to Liv's jaw and gets a two count. Liv Morgan nails an oblivion on Sonya Deville and gets a three. So Liv Morgan, Robin Machamba, Bianca Belair, and Asuka are your winners. Who do you think will challenge Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's title next? That 
That's a tough one. Um, I think it should be Alexa Bliss. Mm. I hope she shows up. Yeah. I feel like WWE hasn't wanted to do anything with her for a long time. But I would like to see Alexa Bliss because I don't think I've ever seen the two of them go one-on-one. That True. would be pretty interesting, yeah. For me, I feel like they're going to do like a Rhea Ripley. I feel like they're going to do one of those people. Because right now it's been so many different. I mean, I'm not saying Rhea Ripley is a bad choice, but isn't – oh, wait. I was going to say, isn't she in a thing with Liv Morgan? She is. She's fighting with Liv Morgan now. Yeah, yeah. that's why I was like – but that's why I don't think they're going to do Rhea Ripley. They could do like right it, now. Go ahead. Because if if not, I would say like Liv Morgan. They could if do like they a versus face. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's just we'll a SD, man. Yep. But this raw, like, it wasn't really. We were kind of like, yeah, because like really nothing a lot happened. There really wasn't a lot. You know, it was a good episode. Like the the fighting was good. You know, the promos were good, but there wasn't nothing really much happened. Yeah, not a lot's going on. But from that, Dan, what do you, what was your moment of the night? Probably, <clears throat> probably the um, Miz TV segment. Okay, okay. For me, I liked uh, the Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes promo. I thought that was. Um, I'm excited for that match at Backlash. So they did a good job. But we hope you're excited for WrestleMania Backlash. That was our Raw episode. Stick around because coming out dropping will be our WrestleMania Backlash prediction. I will be defending my WWE pay-per-view title and I will be holding on to it because I will be beating this man, Dan, here. Oh, we'll see about that stuff. So stay tuned for that, and we will be back with our WrestleMania Backlash recap and our Raw recaps, SmackDown recaps, a lot more stuff coming. Stay tuned, be safe, and we will see you at WrestleMania Backlash. Bye. Bye.